0: AEW Dynamite and it wasn't it was a damn squib started off ok though we were expecting the Brian Kendrick who left WWE I think yesterday and then was announced as the opponent for John Moxley on Dynamite almost immediately was pulled because of some comments he has made uh, in the past I don't know what those comments are apparently uh, they're not acceptable in any way, shape or form and um, Tony Khan acted quickly to pull him from uh, that match he's put Wheelie Uter in now um, Mox and Uter have fought before and Utah didn't come out very well and I've been very honest I think about how I think they're misusing Wheelie Uter. great talent, jobbed out quite a lot in AEW and I don't like it so he's here with Orange Cassidy and uh, Danhausen, two, um, two angles, two walking angles, really. And Wheeler um, really Yuta far better in this match. I've heard people say, "Well, Mox controlled it." I don't think he did. I think Wheeler really Utah gave a really good showing here, cause he can. Mo- Moxie tried a sleeper on the outside early on, but Yuta hit a, t- a shotgun drop kick just to answer him. Hit a pile driver, did Mox? It's only a two count for that. Utah was fast and aggressive here. Mox hit a DDT on the apron, but Utah came back with a nice bridging German suplex and then a wheelbarrow roll up. Sudden cutter from Mox, but Utah came back with a huge splash. Got some real height and extension on that for a long two. Commentary were very excited by that, quite rightly, too. There's a lariat from Moxley and then those elbows to Utah's head. You know, he's got a nasty streak in him, really. Paradigm shift then for the pin. It was a better match than last than last time and it set the the evening up quite well. They couldn't keep it up though. Danielson was then in and we thought they were going to fight or at least have an argument because, you know, Danielson has been ha ha ha, I'm nodding and grinning at you. I don't quite know why. Over the past few weeks and now we know why, I suspect. They just told him to nod and grin and then we'll work it out near the time, which they had. Because Danielson asked Moxley to join him. We could do such good things together. I have such things to show you. And, you know, they could. But Moxley works alone, doesn't he? Since the Shield days. Well, he's been with Eddie Kingston, but people seem to forget that now, don't they? Kingston's not with him, and nowhere to be seen, and we forget that. So, um... Well, AEW does. I don't. So he's given him time to think about it. And maybe he will. It would be interesting to see them together and Moxley does need something. Danielson doesn't need anything. Now, the next segment was just appalling. I'm not keen on Brandy Rhodes. I think what you get is her enjoying herself too much, to be honest. I think Cody does a bit of that as well, her husband. But I think she does it an awful lot more. So, she makes a mistake immediately. She comes out there in Chicago. It's great to be in Cleveland. Oh, I mean Chicago. Instantly the crowd boo. That's cheap heat. But it's it's heel heat. And then who comes out? Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert is a heel. He's been trashing people for months. And now what you're asking him to do, Brandy, is be a face. So the crowd don't know what to do. Do I cheer for him? I don't like her. She really played it as well. Oh, he's insulting me. Okay. It's such big work. It's terrible. The crowd didn't like her. They told her to shut up in no uncertain terms, uh, quite a lot. And it really got to her. She said, I'm just going to power through this like I do in this company anyway. She clearly was upset. You can't pretend to be a heel or make them think you're a heel and then not play it. It's almost as if they thought, oh, I know what you're doing. You're going to be a heel, like your husband does. You're going to be a heel, but not quite a heel. You're sort of a tweener. No, you don't have enough skill to do that. Certainly on this night, you didn't. Lambert comes out and flaps his gums as usual. You've got the men of the year who might as well not be here with him. Paige Van Zant then comes in Beats her up, the women's locker room suddenly empties, as if by magic. Hey, one voice says and the rest of them agree. Let's all run out to the ring. Yes, I agree. Not the men's locker room, it'll be the women's locker room. Because this is women, and men don't get involved in that. It was awful. The whole thing was such carny crap. A.W. is terrible when they do this. I mean, WWE as well, but you need to call it when AEW comes out. Then we get the Hardy family offence in another stairwell. God blimey. Then you get an Andre... He's not happy with Private Party because they didn't do well last week and they didn't win the titles. Well, they're a much better team before you grabbed all of them, Matt. And they went in that Fardy-Hamley offence. I prefer it was called that. The Hardy Family Offense, what a rotten name. You've had to bring it down to HFO because it's crap, the name. And you've made Private Party look like an ordinary team. You've done that, along with management and the factions. Here comes Andrade, who, you know, did you sign Derby? Oh, I don't know. I think he, I might need to speak to him again. He's, Andrade, they brought him in as a high-profile wrestler. And they've given him this crap gimmick of, I go around and give people money. And he's really at a loss. He is just, He's just floating. He's unfocused. It was a rotten, rotten angle and a rotten, rotten segment. Now we've got the House of Black, where they're called the Knights of Black, although they were announced as the Kings of Black. And I thought that the Dapper Yapper had got it wrong, but he announced them later on as the Kings of Black as well. Spoiler alert, that means they won. It was all right, because they were fighting Penta and Pack. Pack came down, being led down to the ring, because he had the black mist in his eyes before, so had a blindfold on. Of course, he's not got any problem with his eyes. By the way, Malachi Black came down in some nice horned headgear. That was one of the best parts of this match, although there were some good moves in it. Pack avoids early on. Flips, kicks, sliding drop kick, takes the blindfold off. Blimey! He's alright. Then we get Death Triangle Stereo Dives, which is good. There's a very nice off-the-top kick to Malachi Black's Twig and Berries. My Twig and Berries! Oh dear. Then a great Penta travelling DDT. It's right on the move when he does it. And it's safe, it looks like. Great, great pack. Release German suplex and then a sheer drop brain buster. Yes. He must have seen somebody else doing that. He must have done. The Black Mist eventually in Penta's eyes, the Dante's Inferno, which is basically Malachi Black throwing the opponent to Brody King to hit a superb powerbomb. It's great. It's a good that's a good ending. And it wasn't bad at all. The ending, I mean the finish is good, but the ending with the mist in the eyes is a bit hokey, and it, it it's not great, but it was alright. And to Andrew Cole, who's angry. I'm angry! That Orange Cassidy. For no particular reason! Yeah. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soso. Lars Fredrickson from Rancid is there. Remember them? They even mentioned the Bootsy Collins Foundation. That's more like it. Lovely. Nyla Rose, Samoan Drop, she did most of the work here. Vicky Guerrero, some very piercing laughing on the outside, which is is good. Rose just smacks her up for a while. Hits a Death Valley driver for a two count. Then they're on the apron, trading slaps and punches. That's only going to go one way. Although So-So picks her up, jumps off the the apron, into a Samoan drop, hurts her back when she does it. She slaps herself on the apron. That wasn't a good idea, was it? Then there's a Rose at Spinebuster on the outside... Very nice. No future in Zaguri. Step up kick, really, from from Ruby Soho. The pin's broken up by Vicky. That's a nice moment. Then, uh, um, Anila Rose, neckbreaker, through the ropes after the distraction. She hits the beast bomb for the pin, of course, but it wasn't bad. Now, some of these matches were all right. It's just that the whole thing seemed to be... <sighs> it just seemed to be a bit cranking up. He didn't seem to have this kind of impetus. Then we've got the Ass Boys with Jungle Boy. They smack him up, he's on his own. Where are, where are Lutra Express? Or Jurassic Express, whatever they're called. Jurassic Express, isn't it? Then they push him outside into the snow. He actually, they actually push him into the snow. And then Jurassic Express come in. Where were you? We were just getting a fish finger sandwich. And, and we saw, or I don't know what they were doing, but whatever it was, they weren't there. Maybe Jungle Boy wants to say, stick with me, lads, because you know I'm in trouble here. Do you know? Hangman Page wants Archer tonight. They're going to be in a Texas death match next week, but he wants him tonight. Out comes Dan Lambert, unfortunately. Also, though, out comes uh, Jake. And Jake, when he starts to speak, has such gravitas that Dan Lambert shuts the hell up. And thank goodness for that, because Jake has done it before, quite a lot, Dan needs to understand that then Archer's out he sort of comes out as if to say "Right, well, I've had enough of this, I want to fight now so he um, he chokeslams him onto the steps then it's a blackout through the announce table but Archer has tried and failed so many times to win titles in AEW that giving him another chance doesn't seem like it's fabulous I don't know I'm not excited by it, to be honest. And your main event... Oh, after Jericho says, I demand we have a meeting next week. He's like some kind of denuded uncle. You know, like somebody... Like an uncle uh, uh, whose... Whose nephew and kids have, have, have walked in on him with his trousers around, his ankles on the toilet or something. Occupied! And he can never get his... Never get his gravitas back because of that. They're just sniggering at him most of the time. Or, you know, or they found his porn collection or something like that. You know, Jericho, the demo god, just seems like and he seems like someone who's lost control because he's not moving with the times. And if they're going to play into this, I'm like some kind of patriarchal figure who has no authority. That would be great. Does Jericho and Dude the Writers have the self-understanding for that? That is the concern, isn't it? Anyway, he demands a meeting. I demand a meeting next week, young men. I don't really care, to be honest. I don't really care about this either. We get about 45 minutes of this overbooked match between MJF and CM Punk when the best move of the match is Wardlow sneaking the... Trillion dollar ring, whatever it's called, into MJF's hand. Then you know it's not a great match, don't you? So what we got is there's some good stuff to begin with. It's a nice moment where MJF he really played it well. Actually, was doing that kind of being punched, leaning back on the ropes, coming back, all that for ages. That was nice. Kept popping up. It went to the bleachers, head to the to the guardrail or handrail or whatever you call it, then Twig and Berries to the handrail. Then they got back in the ring. And um, Punk, who I'm, you know I'm not massively high on, gives us some slams. Slams, that's the excitement. Yeah, MJF did most of the work here. Came back to work on the fingers, bit them. Punk sold the arm, sold the arm well. it worked on the arm too. Then there was a Punk neck breaker and a high knee and a bulldog out the corner. That was good. Did the Pepsi twist. Then we got the beginning of the overbooking. Because um, MJF took tape and choked Punk until he went out. He tried to get back up, went out. This is his home city. Ring the bell. Bryce Rendsburg, the referee, calls for uh, MJF, raises his arm. What falls out from the arm? Tape. It was under the arm, you see. He was covering covering it with with his arms when he was choking him. Bryce Rensberg then makes the ridiculous assumption, I see some tape... ...you must have been choking him with that tape... ...not... ...oh that's tape that you just took off your hand... ...when you won... because I just took off your arm because people do that... ...he just made... ...I've decided... ...that it will be... ...even though he didn't see it... ...he thought I've made the decision... ...I've made the connection... ...that you were choking him with that tape... ...why would you know that? The match is restarted... ...Punk goes for it a bit... ...but then falls out of the... ...falls out of the ring... ...right onto his poorly arm... Oh my arm, and now his leg's bad as well. He hit a clothesline off the top, which was nice actually. Got some nice hair on it, did Punk, but then it becomes boring. At one point, Shivani said, it's not a match anymore, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle to watch it, basically. There's a one-arm cross face from Punk, and then he tries to get him up in a fireman's carry and collapses because of the knee. Oh, I'm so injured. Oh, it's awful. Then MJF's got a bad neck. Punk hit the Pepsi plunge. He didn't get all of it. It wasn't great, but it's nice to see it again. And then Wardrobe's out. He does the handoff. Excalibur has to tell us. "I I think he's handed him the ring because he punches Punk. Gets the pin. Excalibur had to tell us we didn't see it. We had to see it again from a different camera angle to show us. And it looked good. But the crowd there wouldn't see that, would they? It was really poor. And wardrobe isn't very happy with this, but he'll carry on because this story it's not even simmering, it's just kind of you know when something's caught at the bottom of a pan and there's no moisture left there at all. There's nothing left in this story whatsoever. We've seen it many times before and it's not exciting. But there you go. And neither was that main event, and there were some good matches struggling to get through. Some Terrible ideas here. The Brandy Rhodes thing. Who ever thought that was going to be a good idea? The Hardy family offence and Andrade. Who thinks Andrade is being given a really great chance in AEW? I don't see any hands up there. Cole angry about nothing. Hangman Page and Lance Archer. He's been in the title position so often. Such a bore. And that main event was a bore as well. It went too long. MJF, maybe you couldn't work with Punk as well. Punk certainly can't turn it on in the ring for that long. One of the reasons why they did it was, hey, look, I can can still wrestle. Maybe that was a reason. It was terrible. And boring. And I subscribe to this. And should I still be doing it? Probably yes, but if it carries on like this, not for long. Ta-ta.